Blog Talk Radio. It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Hello, everybody. This is Janice Malone. Welcome to Film Festival Radio Show. And I am so happy that you tuned in. And if you are listening to us, whether it's daytime or nighttime, just depends on what time zone and what part of the world that you are in. Doesn't matter. We still welcome you. We still love it that you tune us in. We've been doing our show for a very long time. As far as the podcast version is concerned. We started the podcast actually in 2007. Yeah, long before people cared what a podcast was or knew what a podcast was. We were here, yeah, figuring it all out. And now, of course, it's an explosion of podcasts all over the world here. But anyway, let's talk about our show for today. We have a very talented young lady who is a filmmaker, she's a writer, producer, and a director. And not only does she make films, but she also has a book. She has just released a new book, and the title of it is, Yes, You Can, How to Make a Movie for Almost No Money. Yes, I'm not kidding you. That's the title of her book, and her name is Courtney Daniels. And she will be joining us here shortly. And to tell us more about her book. So, yes, that's exactly what the title is. And so, and I'm really happy to talk with her because I run across so many people out here who want to and have aspiring dreams to be filmmakers. But it's always the problem of the money. How do I do it? I don't have any money. I don't have any real financial resources on how I can make my dream come to pass. And that is a part of what her book is all about. And it's very helpful. Uh, She covers how to do a movie in under $35,000. And for the film industry, $35,000 is like, what, lunch for the weekend or something. But it has been done. It is being done. And Courtney herself has done three independent films. So she knows what she's talking about, and she knows what she's doing. So we're going to take a break. We're going to bring you some auditions. Yes, we have auditions. Everybody loves our auditions. And then uh, we will roll into our featured friend, and oh, we just love our guy, Chris Wolfe. He is the Senior Director of Communications from Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment, and he's going to tell us what is Pop in at Crackle, crackle.com uh, for the month of February. And as we know, Chris is such a walking Wikipedia when it comes to streaming film and television shows on the Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment brand. And we've been, we've, 
how long has it been? It's been about a year now that we've been hanging tough and uh, having a lot of fun with Chris and all of the fine uh, shows and films that Chicken Soup for the Sold Entertainment, uh, Crackle.com, and Redbox.com all are under that umbrella. So anyway, Chris Wolsey will be joining us when we take this break. And when we return after Chris, we'll have some auditions for you. And then we'll have our featured guest, Miss Courtney Daniels. So stay tuned. Go get some popcorn or something, and we'll be right back. All right, everybody. Attention, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and your pets. It is that time to bring on our favorite person around here at Film Festival Radio Show. Of course, we're talking about Chris Woolsey, and he is the Senior Director of Communications for Chicken Soup for the Salt Entertainment. And we are going to talk about what's crackling, what's popping, and doing a lot of cool stuff at Crackle.com for the month of February. So, Chris, what's popping at Crackle for this month? Oh, my gosh. Janice, thank you so much for having me back. We have got a ton of great stuff on Crackle in February. I mean, there's a lot going on this month. For a short month, there's yep. a lot happening. I mean, you've got Valentine's Day. You have Black History Month. Mm-hmm. You have all the excitement with football. Oh, okay. And we have got you covered on all fronts. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, we, we've talked before that um, we have a lot of content on Crackle that are either Crackle Originals or Chicken Soup for the Soul original content that you can only see on those streaming services, and this month is no different. Uh, we have a great original feature that is perfect for Valentine's Day, and this is called Love Amongst the Stars. And it's very cute. It's, a, it's about a... a um, professor of astronomy named Heidi, and she believes that this rare planetary alignment is the key to her getting a world-class observatory for her department. Unfortunately, her plans are being derailed by August, who is a newly hired and yet oddly charming history professor who is squelching her plans, but uh, the story may go that the stars have something written for both of them. It's very cute, starring Sarah Koenig from The Vampire Diaries and Patch May from the series Film in LA. Um, if you're just looking for something to curl up on the couch with a, a glass of wine and maybe a significant other, it's very cute, it's really well shot, and it's perfect for a little heartwarming Valentine's oh. viewing. So Heidi falls in love. Exactly. <laughs> That's so cute. Okay. Okay. I can take with Yeah, I mean, smart, brainy people like that, they fall in love too. Thank goodness. Yes. Absolutely. So, okay. And who else is falling in love for the month of February? Uh, one of my favorites. This is one of those ones where I go, man, where did the programming team dig this up? They just pull these gems uh, and uh, this one is really good. So this is called In the Isles. It's unusual for a number of reasons. It is a German film, um, and it's about <clears throat> two kind of just odd misanthropes 
who kind of feel like they don't fit in anywhere in the world, and they both work at the local uh, big box grocery store, and they find that while they don't fit in anywhere, they fit together rather perfectly. And it is a very sweet, funny romance. It's got that quirky European sensibility to it. Um, it's kind of, uh, you know, odd characters. If you like the, the films of, like, Wes Anderson, um, you're probably going to love this. But uh, it stars Franz Rogowski from A Hidden Life, but even more exciting, Sandra Huller. Uh, who was just nominated for Best Actress for Anatomy of a Fall. Um, she is okay. spectacular. And uh, this movie just, these two light up the screen. Uh, their, their relationship is just electric. It's very sweet. In the aisles. In the aisles. Okay, so now we're finding that people in big box retail fall in love too. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then uh, another really fun one we have is called The Relation Trip. And this is for all your, your viewers out there or your listeners out there who maybe aren't in a committed relationship right now and they feel kind of left out. So this is uh, starring Renee Felice Smith from NCIS Los Angeles and Matt Bush, who was uh, one of the, the leads on uh, The Goldbergs, a great series and Nelson Franklin from New Girl. And it's about this, this, uh, a couple of young people who are sick to death about all of uh, the peers around them who are having these ridiculously successful relationships. And they just feel like they've got to get away from this. Um, and so they decide to take a road trip together as, air quote, platonic friends. But uh, little do they know that their itinerary for this relation trip is uh, probably going to end up at some sort of city of love. Ah, oh, yes. And I know it will be giving away too much, but let's just say, because I'm a girly girl, somebody out of all these characters, somebody's going to, there's a wedding coming up somewhere. We'll <laughs> just say that. And people have um, to see. They'll just have to stay tuned and see. Okay, so one more for us. Um, let's see, one more, well, okay, so we've got, um, we have a Black History Channel that's going to have a ton of uh, documentaries and biopics um, to, to help celebrate uh, not only uh, Black culture, the impact uh, that it's had on um, world history, and then also to celebrate some of the greatest uh, Black performers in entertainment history, so um, we have uh, movies with Cecily Tyson and Sidney Poitier. We've got a great Bob Marley documentary called Freedom Road, uh, and you might want to watch that ahead of the Bob Marley biopic that's coming out later this year. Um, but it's really, really good. I highly recommend that. But if I can sneak one more in okay. um, with football and college football, uh, just being, you know, the 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 – tip of the sports spear right now um, we have a great cracker original series called bucket list and this is starring uh brian the boss bosworth remember. and he do you remember him yes yeah I'm yeah larger than life yes. and he still is yes. and what he does is he tours college football programs around the country and he uh interviews players coaches and fans and then lets you decide which program should be on your bucket list to visit during your life 
Well, how interesting. And that so fits the boss, though, doesn't it? That kind of a show. Yeah, he was lovely to work with, I have to tell you. He was really great. And the series is awesome. I mean, they do, um, you know, all the big Texas programs. They do Clemson. They do Georgia Bulldogs. They do, of course, the Sooners, because uh, he was a Sooner. But um, all the best programs. Oh, that should be fun. That's a good pre-Super Bowl watch, I think. You know, kind of Absolutely. revved up. Even though yep. my two teams are not in the Super Bowl, but we won't discuss that. That's <laughs> another time. Yeah, there were some there were some upsets for sure. Oh my goodness, but that's okay. I'm gonna carry on. So the boss, I'm glad to see the boss is still relevant and people still like him and all of that kind of stuff. So, He's so charming. Yeah, it's he ridiculous. Really is. He really is. So okay, so anybody else for Crackle.com? Um, let's see. Yeah, we do. We've got one more that I'm pretty excited about. This is the Walk of Fame, and this is sort of outside of all the categories. Um, this is starring Scott Eastwood from Suicide Squad, who, uh, incidentally, happens to be Clint Eastwood's son. Yeah. Um, and he is phenomenal. And um, it's a very funny comedy about a, this motley crew of aspiring performers who uh, find themselves in an acting class taught by a rather eccentric and, in all honesty, volatile uh, Malcolm McDowell. Really, really fun stuff. Chris Kattan from The Night at the Roxbury is in it. Um, great cast. If you've ever taken an acting class, you're, and I took, I've taken more than I care to admit, um, not that you could tell by my skill level, but uh, it is so fun, and you will really get a huge laugh out of it. Um, walk of Fame, I highly recommend it. Okay, I yeah, I really want to see that one because I have lots of friends who've done the same thing, taken acting lessons, and yeah, I can relate. Yes, I can. So okay, we can all see all of the above. Crackle dot com, totally free, correct? Yes, or you can download the Crackle app from your favorite app store, and you can watch it on your. Uh, mobile, your tablet, your connected TV, anywhere you want. Can't miss. Cannot miss. You guys have it all covered, all outlets, all and of that. It's for free. Even on the watches, it's free. <laughs> it's done. So, okay, Chris, we will see you next week for another episode and another edition or whatever people want to call it. I call it Chris and I talking film and television. How about that? There you go. I love it. <laughs> okay, we'll see you next week. Look forward to it, Janice. Okay, bye-bye. So it's always been so much fun to chat with and just a walking Wikipedia of knowledge when it comes to films and television. And he has some of the funniest stories of the famous people. He has some of the funniest stories of different celebrities that he's run across just in everyday life. Chris got to do a book one day. But before we get to our next guest, I want to quickly tell you about an audition notice here. Yeah, we haven't forgotten about auditions here. So if you are or were fans of the Golden Girls, I mean, of course, they're now in syndication and we still love them. A nationwide casting call is underway. A major cable network is working with a major production company to put together a new Golden Girls type show. Now, I don't know the title of it, but it will have the same concept and format. They're looking for 
female friends age 65 and above who are ready to have their own television show. Don't know if it's going to be a sitcom, don't know if it's going to be a reality show, but either way, you'll have to be on a national TV show. So if you have a group of friends of yours and you are feisty and fun and kind of funky there, like the Golden Girls were, you might want to try out for this. Yeah, this is what you need to do. You need to go to this website. It's called creativecontenttv.com forward slash mark golden. Again, creativecontenttv.com forward slash mark golden. And all of the information is right there for you to behold and fill it out and read about it and just go for it. I think this is wonderful. Oh, my goodness, you may be the next Blanche or, well, people want to be Blanche. But anyway, you can possibly be on your own TV show. You can possibly be on your own TV Anyway, you could possibly, uh, if you're selected, get to be on a national television show and just show the world just how cool you and your friends are. Okay, I think that's it. We don't have enough time for another audition there, but make sure you check that one out. And if you need, you know, done counsel on paper, you can always email me, info at filmfestivalradio.com, and I will forward you all of the information. So, okay, let's get back on track and um, let's talk about and bring you the next guest. So we'll be right back with our next guest. Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone will be right back after this. This is Drew and Jonathan Scott, the Property Brothers, and you are listening to Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone. Okay, listeners, I have my next guest on board, and she is a very multi-talented person. Her name is Courtney Daniels. She's a writer. She's an author. She's a filmmaker. She's a director, and she's also a very motivating person just to talk to. So, Courtney, welcome to Film Festival Radio Show. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Janice. I'm thrilled to be talking to you. Well, There is so much we need to unpack here because, as I said, you are multi-talented here. Let's start with you being an author. Tell us about your new book. Let's start there. Well, thank you for asking. Um, It's called Yes, You Can, How to Make a Movie for Almost No Money. And it came from my desire to share with other people really hard one. Uh, experience and knowledge about making movies super low budget. Um, I had, I've, uh, I made my first movie with a crew and um, all ramping up to that, I was 
just really searching for anything, any, I just was reading every book on low budget filmmaking and really trying to figure out how to allocate the small amount of money we had. And it was so stressful. And I, so when I wrote my book, um, starting last summer, I started working on it. I was like, I just want to provide um, a resource for people who are were in, who are in the same position I was then. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, just the title alone will, I know, grab everybody's attention who always wanted to first write a book, and also for so many people that I know want to do some kind of film. So the, your title is excellent here. Oh, good. It's really good. Okay. Now, when you say, yes, you can, how to make a movie for almost no money, what are you going to see? People open up this book. What are some of the things they're going to see in this book? So, first of all, I lead people through um, a template for making a movie. Um, If they have kind of a decent amount of money, what what I call the cheap, expensive budget, which is about $35,000, a lot of people are able to scrape together that much. And they want to know how to allocate it. Um, and so I cover that. Okay. But the rest of the book is all about how to make movies for a lot less than that, um, in which I tell you how to learn how to do everything yourself, um, operate a camera, light the actors, record sound, and edit the footage. And it, if, I, if you had told me, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago that I would be doing that myself, I would say, you're crazy. I I can't even, um, you know, I I was terrified of even picking up the camera. Like when when we would rent a camera for our productions, I would just hand it over to my DP because I just was terrified of it. So, but I just out of necessity, I learned how to do everything myself. And so that's what I cover in the book. Well, that's very good to hear because I know, I'm sure you've run across people. I know that I have. There are some people who have access to get 20, 30, 40, maybe up to $100,000, but they don't know what to do with it uh, as far as making a film. So. Yeah. You might have an idea like, well, okay, I, you know, you know, you have to hire a caterer to provide a hot meal every day. You know, you have to have, um, a, you know, a DP, a camera assistant, a, you know, you know, you, ha- you, know, you might have a general idea of what you need, but it's like, I just want, the book just kind of walks you through like, you know, each of the chunks that you're going to be spending your money on, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, what is the least amount, okay, for most people, 35,000, that's a nice chunk of change there. But in the film world, that's like breakfast money or something. I know, that's nothing. (laughs) It's it's laughable. You know, that's a a ridiculously low figure Mm -hmm. to most people um, in Hollywood. Um, and I, and I would say also in, um, in this town, people just expect that you're going to work with a crew. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the tradition, right? And there's good reason for that because these people are crafty. You know, they're very good at what they do, and um, and they're going to make your movie look good, cinematic. But I'm talking to the person who doesn't have that money and who or who has blown all the money they can they were able to get on their first film and just does not know how they're going to make their second one. Now, um, we're going to move into your actual filmmaking. I mean, that's the, the book again is Yes, You Can, How to Make a Movie for Almost No Money. Now, where can they get the book? So it's on Amazon, and it's also on my publisher's site, otterpinepress.com. Um, mm-hmm. If they enter otterpinepress.com slash wholesale, 
they'll see uh, my book listed along with the other books that the, my publisher um, puts out. And there, they'll get a more beautiful copy of the book. The color photographs, everything about the book is more beautifully produced because it's offset printed. Um, but for the person who doesn't care about looks and they just want the same info, mm -hmm. um, just in a less exalted packaging, they can get it from Amazon. Okay. Well, I think the people are just wanting, to, especially if you really have that burning desire to do a film, they just want yeah. the book. Just give it to me any kind of way. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it's a PDF, I think they'll take it. <laughs> I, I know, right? I was so desperate. I would have, like, you know, done anything. Yeah, so I, I get it. Well, okay. Now, you have made three movies. Is that correct? Yes. Your latest film is What Other Couples Do. That, no, that was my first. Oh, it was your first one. Okay, so who's your yeah. current one? So my latest is This Fucking Town. Okay. Um, I You can't, when you release a movie on streaming platforms, they prefer no cuss words. So mm -hmm. fucking is, I think I spelled F asterisk, mm -hmm. a percent sign, and then K-I-N-G, something like that. Okay. Um, but it's on Amazon Prime, and it's on other streaming platforms. Um, yeah, that just came out just a few months ago. Okay, and what is it about? It's about actors looking for love and work in Hollywood. Oh, wow. And it's about, you know, the heartbreak and rejection that they deal with. And I find the humor in it, I hope. Um, yeah, it's just, mm -hmm. it's a, I think it's fun, but it also deals with some big questions. And so, okay, you've, you've done three films. You said the first one was What Other Couples Do. What was your second one? Bedroom Story. Oh, and those okay. two movies were made with the, what I call the cheap expensive route, um, you know, around 25, 35K um, for production and um, with a small, small crew, um, each of them. Uh, yeah. And I made this fucking town that I started shooting by myself, operating the camera, lighting the actors with no crew. I started shooting that um, between the two films. Okay. Now, being in Hollywood, I'll just say L.A. and surrounding areas, just being in L.A. period, did you get a lot of critique and criticism from, you know, like your veteran actors, veteran filmmakers that you ran across and saying, oh, well, this is not from Sony or Netflix? I mean, how did you deal with that kind of stuff? You mean um, kind of judgment about yeah, good judgment distribution or something? Yeah. You know, honestly, I don't. No one has that attitude. I I would say the people, well, I say that. Maybe they're not sharing it with me. But I think a lot of the people, we, we know mostly writers and actors here, and everyone is kind of amazed at what we've accomplished, because my husband helps me make these movies, at what we've accomplished on our own, you know, with no uh, no studio help, no financing, no, and no one else being involved, you know. Um, and so people are tend to be impressed that we've managed to make three features um, on such low budgets um, and with no, you know, outside the studio system. So um, that's nice. You know, it's great that people, they because they recognize, they know how much work goes into making a movie, you know. Definitely. People, it's a lot of work. Yeah. People here, of all people, they know what how many moving parts there are and how overwhelming and daunting it can be. So they, they tend to be um, surprised at what we've done. So your films, do you do they run through the film festival circuit or do how do you get your distribution is the question of answer. 
No, I tend not to. So what other couples do with that first film, I sent it to every festival. We got turned down by everyone except one, which was the Pasadena International Film Festival. That's a big one. Yeah, they're wonderful, too. They're run by this great couple, uh, Jessica and Marco, and I love them. And anyway, um, I love their whole ethos, which Mm -hmm. is, or ethos, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Um, Their whole thing is to stay indie. They don't want to become a microcosm of Hollywood, which is what so many film festivals are, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But so they screened the movie, and it was really fun. It was a great screening, and um, I do enjoy uh, you know, seeing my work in a darkened theater with strangers and seeing how they respond, um, because they also screened um, this fucking town when I released it just episodically at first as a series, um, and that was a blast. But film festivals, I don't really feel like, I think a lot of people think you live and die by them, and it's not really about that, in my opinion, because they take, because festivals now take so few films. Um, you know, unless they have stars in the cast, and then so few of those films sell. You know, you hear about these exciting bidding wars that occur at midnight and Sundance or whatever, and I know they go on to this day, um, but it's very few films that um, filmmakers that experience that. And so I kind of feel like what you're generally left with if you've made an indie film is to do it yourself and distribute it. And so I chose film hub to help me do that i love them they're great um and so that's who helps me put my movies on all kinds of platforms okay so in other words if you get the money you get the film done filmmakers shouldn't necessarily have to worry so much about distribution because you're showing them that there is an alternative way to get your your film out there and that's good to hear yeah that's right you you're not always at the mercy of being picked you don't you can choose another way you know and even if you do get a distribution deal um unless it's some fabulous thing like uh you know apple paying you 11 million dollars or whatever um usually it tends to be um a smaller company and not all of them are reputable and not all of them offer you great terms um they might tie up your film rights for 30 years they might take 30%, whatever. And it's just, it's not usually a good deal, to be honest. And it's not real tempting. So that's why I'm, I'm such a proponent of just uh, releasing it yourself, ideally through an aggregator like Film Hub. And so you're also, as I said earlier, you are not only the writer, but you're also a director. So how did you learn directing? That's a very daunting task there, uh, directing a film. It is, but you know, if you write enough spec screenplays, you develop, you know, strong opinions usually about how you would like to see these scenes play out. You know, you see them in your head and you really want to have the movie come out as best it can. And a lot of times that to a a writer, that'll mean that they need to oversee it. They need to do it. And so I would like to encourage more screenwriters to consider uh, making an indie film of what they've written and to write a script that's tailored to a super low budget shoot because it's empowering. It's exciting to not have to take others, um, you know, notes or input. I do think you should to get criticism for your work and to make it better. But as far as 
executing it, why not you? You know, that's how I feel about it. And so I learned just by doing, of course, it was rocky and I had to learn how to, you know, uh, communicate with actors and, um, and, uh, you know, just, uh, develop patience and, and be, um, understanding of what they're doing, which is making themselves vulnerable, you know, to do a scene. Um, and so I really, I, I think the, the most important thing is to respect actors, to love them and to know what they can do for you and your work, which is to elevate it and make it sing, you know? Um, so I think that's a big part of directing. Um, but I talk more about directing in my book about what I think goes into it. Okay. Now, Courtney, do you have uh, a heavy duty background in filmmaking? Did, did you once work at a big studio or something? Or how did this all get started for you? No. Um, I, when we came out here, it was in 1997, and I got a job at a production company on the Warner Brothers lot, and I just right away, I had always been a writer. I had always written essays and tried to write books, and I just, I had always, um, I'd always liked the written word, you know, and communicating that way, and so expressing myself that way. So I just right away started trying to write scripts and wrote spec script after spec script and just would rewrite, rewrite, rewrite and try to make them better and try to get them read by people. And so that was my education. I read every book on screenwriting. I um, really analyzed my work and tried to identify what wasn't working and how could I make it better. And my friends kind of would tease me that I was getting a PhD in screenwriting because mm-hmm. I was on this kind of self-directed path of learning as much as I could about it. And I, and that continues to this day. I, I still am always trying to learn more um, and become better, you know? Oh, that's good to hear. Do you also act? No, I never, I, I, you know what? And in Texas, I got, I won an acting lesson. I think it was (laughs) in some contest and with a local agency. And I went to this, I had this opportunity. So I went and, they gave me the sides, which is the my side of the script, you know, like mm-hmm. my dialogue for some scene I was going to be in, I guess. And I had no desire to act out the part, but I did have the desire to rewrite the dialogue and make it better. And so that was a real uh, aha moment of, oh, okay, uh, maybe I would enjoy screenwriting, <laughs> but, but not acting, you know. <laughs> And lo and behold, that is what has happened. Oh my goodness! So you're from? I'm from Texas also. So we got two Texas really? girls. Yeah, I was wow, born in Dallas, raised in Houston. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! <laughs> yeah, I, I love Houstonians. I think they're great people. Oh yeah, Houston is a great city. I just hate the weather there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very humid. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh, no, 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 no. I just couldn't. I love that. I did not know that, Janice. That's great. Yeah, I'm from Texas, and that's that's, that's me. Got cowboy boots to prove it. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So somebody wanted me to, uh, I I told a friend of mine in Long Beach uh, about my chat with you, and so she wanted to know, do you have any suggestions or tips as to where people, uh, aspiring filmmakers can find money to get started? You know, I don't. There's a fun story about the Coen brothers. There's a a book called, I think it's called My First Movie, Mm -hmm. and it's a really great book. 
and in it, there's a great story about the Cohen brothers and how they uh, went around. They had put together a trailer for their first movie, Blood Simple, um, which is about as perfect a movie as you can hope for. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they went around showing it to small business owners, um, like bowling alley owners or hair salon owners, because they had identified that entrepreneurs tended to relate to the risk-taking and you know, well, I guess wanted to take a chance on these guys and were willing to invest in them. And so that's who they pitched to. And they had uh, several investors, um, just like local business owners. And that's how they got the money to make Blood Simple. Um, so I do think it's doable. And I think you can just target, you know, local small business owners around you and see, especially women-owned businesses, women who know that uh, other women don't always get equal opportunity to do things. Um, But I would, I mean, my first thing I would advise is just to buy an affordable camera and start shooting and don't even, don't wait for financing. Do not wait to get funding, Um, but instead start shooting little scenes and start stitching together a movie that way. Do with technology being what it is, is that we're of course in the age of cell phones and AI. Do you yeah. suggest um, shooting your first film maybe with uh, an iPhone or an Android, just a phone phone? I think if that's the only way you can do it, uh, totally. I think that's a, I think that's good enough. Um, I just for fun, um, and I have a video about this on my YouTube channel. But I shot some just some footage of my friend Greg Hoyt, who's a great actor and he's in all my stuff. Um, I went over to his place and we just shot footage of him talking. We were just having interesting discussions and we were going from room to room, like his kitchen, his bedroom, whatever. And because I just wanted to see what it would be like, what would it look like for me to shoot something on my phone? And it was fine. It was good. It was interesting. What made it interesting is Greg and the, and the dialogue we were having, um, which was completely unscripted, amazingly. Um, so I really think it's not the gear that makes your movie awesome. I think it's the ground you cover, you know, the thing you explore, and whether or not you have a kind of a charismatic um, actor or two uh, to work with. Now, how do you find your – now you obviously have a core group of actors that you work with, but what do you suggest – uh, first time, maybe second time filmmakers, how do they find their actors? There are different ways you could, oh, what is it? Um, backstage, I think, is yeah, to backstage. find actors. There's different sites. You can just Google, like, how to find actors. I think there's, like, there's different casting sites. I can't even remember. I talk about it in my book. Okay. Um, I prefer, what I really like to do is choose people who, I see in action, like working at a restaurant, um, working at your vet's office. Um, I like to work with kind of civilians, like normal people who maybe have had some acting experience. I also really like people who have comedy chops, like so people at uh, UCB um, sketch comedy events, uh, the Groundlings. Mm -hmm. I would absolutely attend some of those shows here, like here in L.A. on Melrose or um, on Franklin and just See who jumps out at you, like see who inspires you as a muse, you know, um, and same with the people in your life. Like you have, if you have a friend who's really funny or a friend who's good looking and also 
compelling to watch on screen, you know, I would choose those people um, because you have access to them and they might be interested and maybe they don't get the opportunity to do cool stuff like that. And so that's, that's where I would start. And I'm sure you have found that a lot of uh, actors, aspiring actors, and maybe they're, you know, maybe they've been in it in a while. They just want some opportunity. And so you're talking about a film. This is an opportunity. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, it would be exciting to be the lead actor yeah. in a low-budget feature. It's like that's it's fun. You get to really show your range and, and do something substantial. Definitely so. So, okay, let's wrap this up by asking you the following. Uh, tell us again how they can get the book, how can we see your current movie and your social media handles, website, and all that kind of great stuff? The easiest thing is to find everything on my website, which is CourtneyDanielsFilms.com. Okay. So it's C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y, Daniels, D-A-N-I-E-L-S, Films.com. And you'll find links to my movies, uh, where they're at, and you'll find my book and how to buy it. And yeah, um, on Instagram, I'm at Courtney Daniels to you, T-O-Y-O-U. Okay. Now, have you started on your next film or putting it together? I'm writing the script for it right now. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm about halfway through. Can you give us a hint of what it's about? You know what? I love, I'm really interested in every people over 50. I'm just very interested in the topics that a person mm -hmm. is kind of, uh, you know, struggling with or thinking about mm -hmm. um, over 50 and so that's I'm writing a kind of a romantic comedy more like a relationship movie which I would say is more the category my movies are in um, for people like over 60 but it's you know obviously I hope people younger than that would enjoy the movie but that's kind of my target audience. Well, that's a large demographic nowadays. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true, right? That's, it is. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, Miss Courtney, thank you so much for your book. Again, it's Yes, You Can, How to Make a Movie for Almost No Money. And I know people are going to gravitate to that title, if, especially if they want to do a film. So I love it. I love you. it. I hope they find it very useful and, uh, and valuable. Oh, I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Because nowadays, I'm sure yeah. you've noticed this, people are ditching their traditional jobs and they're, they're pursuing what they really, really want to do in the creative it's world. It's so true. It's so true. And I'm all for that. <laughs> well, anyway, Miss Courtney, again, thank you so much for the wonderful chat. And I'm thank going you. to uh, follow your career and, and stay in touch with you. Thank you. Me too. You. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll be sending you links on this interview in a few days. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Janice. Okay. Take care then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you so much, Miss Courtney. I told you she is a wealth of knowledge about independent filmmaking on what they call Thank you so much, Courtney. And as I told you in the intro, she is a walking Wikipedia knowledge of how to do a film on a small, low budget. It is not impossible. And once again, if you'd like to get her book, go get her book. If you know someone who wants to do a film or maybe somebody in the family or something, the book title again is Yes, You Can, How to Make a Movie 
for almost no money. And the filmmaker author again is Courtney Daniels. And it's a very helpful book. So, uh, yeah, if you decide to purchase it and read it and put uh, the information into action, drop us a line. Let us know what, what happened with your film. Info at filmfestivalradio.com. And we would love to hear some feedback from you after you get the book. Okay, that's it. That's going to do it for this edition of Film Festival Radio Show. And we will be back with another show, as always, with somebody from television or film. Sometimes we delve into politics, too. But you know what? When we do political interviews, it's always with a well-known politician if they have a book or a film or a documentary. Because I'm not real political. I just don't get into it. It just gives me a headache. But anyway... Have a great rest of your day or afternoon, and we will see you all on our next show. So take care, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.